0: Welcome to What The Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner.
1: Hello, welcome to the 53rd episode of What The Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. I'm a certified financial planner, and this podcast is designed to help you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. Today, I want to just talk about investing, and we're just going to talk about investing in general. And a lot of this just have been thinking about over the past couple of weeks with all the turmoil we're seeing from from Eastern Europe, uh, high inflation that we're seeing here domestically in the United States. We're seeing record gas prices we haven't seen in more than a decade or, you know, inflation, food prices, and, you know, we fed is on pace to, you know, hike rates to combat inflation this year. But I think what's top of mind most for everybody is, you know, the horrible situation we're seeing out in Eastern Europe and the tragedy for all of the Ukrainians that were that are you know, fighting fiercely to protect themselves and their families and their country. When we see headlines, the easy thing to do is to push the easy button, sell out of your accounts, go to cash, and you feel good when you do that. The hard part, and usually the part that is right, is not taking any action at all. Now, investing can be very, very scary, and we have seen headline after headline after headline, and not just this year, but over time, just over the last 10 years, some of the headlines that we have seen are a BP oil spill, Chrysler and General Motors file for bankruptcy, flash crash, fiscal cliff, U.S. government shutdown, taper tantrum, European sovereign debt crisis, Ebola, COVID, Brexit, VIX hits its all-time high. U.S. stocks going nowhere for twenty months. Yield curve inverts. Trade war with with China. U.S. government shutdown. COVID nineteen. Then Delta COVID. Then Omicron COVID. Now we have this, you know, Ukraine and Russia war. And these headlines are scary. I mean, what's going to happen? What, you know, what do you do? What's the right thing? And if we had a crystal ball, we would know exactly what to do, when to do it. But it's difficult. It, I mean, it's it's hard. So I'm going to go back and and just kind of walk you through just some thoughts. So currently the market's down around 13 14% on the S&P 500. Uh, NASDAQ is in bear market territory down more than 20%. And again, investing can be scary. It's fun when everything's going up. You see your account balance going up every day. And it is painful, miserable, scary, 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 scary when you see things right now where it's just a slow grind down. So what I want to point out is it's important to kind of keep these returns in perspective So even though the current downturn, and again, I'm just going to use the S&P, which is down roughly 13 or 14%, if we go back and look at the last several years, I think it's important to kind of think about this current year's downturn, keep it in perspective. In 2019, the S&P 500 is up 28.88%. In 2020, the S&P 500 was up 16.26%. And in 2021, the S&P was up 26.89%. We have had three, not only double-digit market returns in the S&P 500, but very, very strong market returns. And in the face of their own headlines. And sure, some of that was helped with, you know, printing of money and stimulus, but it doesn't make it any less scary when you're seeing the amount of, of lives impacted from COVID or the you know economy shutting down so quickly as it did in early 2020. And so I think it's important to just kind of take a step back, zoom out and see, okay, where has the market been? And even with this most recent downturn over the last three years, you, you would still have a very nice positive return, uh, all things included. And so I think it's important to t- kind of take that into consideration when you're thinking about the decisions you're going to make. One of the things I want to talk about is the anchoring bi- bias that we have. I'm going to specifically talk about investing, but I think this goes into anything. What what the anch- anchoring bias is, is people tend to anchor their performance based on their most recent market highs instead of their initial starting investment. So let me let me phrase it this way. If you put in $400,000 into your investment and the $400,000 rose to $500,000, and then from $500,000 went down to $480,000, so you lost $20,000 People say that they've lost 20,000, like it's just gone. What they fail to realize is that their account is still up from 400 to 480. So instead of saying I'm only up 80,000, what they say is I've lost 20. And they don't have a loss at all. They still have a profit, they still have an $80,000 profit. So, what this bias does is it causes the sh- causes investors to look at a short term market downturns and think that they've lost instead of looking back at their initial investment and the current value and say that oh yes I have made a profit here's what it is I'm up this much X amount of dollars X percent. So I think it's very very important to not get caught up in anchoring bias and, and remind yourself you know. What did you invest in? What is it now? And again, if you invested very, very recently, then yes, you you are down off of your initial investment. But if you've been investing for some time now, especially the last decade, you've seen your accounts, you know, rise pretty significantly over the past ten years. So even when we see a downturn like this, once you zoom out and see what you initially put in versus what your account is today, you've probably got a nice, healthy profit on there. So that's good. I want to go back to, you know, this anchoring bias. When when you see your account down off these highs, the the easy thing to do is to push a button, sell, get out, think that you've really protected yourself from, from losing it all. And what happens is, is that the market continues to grind higher over time. And when I go back and look at the headlines that I was mentioning earlier, I was kind of reading some headlines off, but I was reading headlines off a chart that started in March of 2009 and went through December of of 2019. And the S&P 500 from March of 2009 bottom through December, 2019 was up 495%. In the face of what I'm looking at is probably 25 or 30 different scary market headlines. And that's not all the market headlines. I mean, there's many more that that are out there. So where do the market goes from here? I don't know. I, I'm, a, I tend to believe that you, you invest in, you know, good companies and those companies are drivers of, you know, economics and not economic, like not, not economics, but drivers of the economy and, you know, returns in the stock market and investing in companies over the long term tends to be a positive outturn for long-term retirement investors. Now, is investing guaranteed? No. But when you zoom out and take a long-term investment approach, then the market tends to be positive. And we go back and look at again 2009 to 2019 and you look at up 495% on the S&P 500. That's pretty pretty spectacular. So there's some just some thoughts on that. So I just want to caution you when you think about pushing the easy button, the get me out, the lifeline, think about what that will really do for you longer term. And is that the right action? When you push that button, you have to make two choices and you have to be right two times. You have to be right when you sell to get out, but you also have to be right when you buy to get back in. And every time you have to be right, you actually increase your odds of being wrong. And that's a dangerous place to be in, especially if you're in retirement and you don't have as long or you don't have the income that someone who is younger has. So I want to just be very, very cautious and say that while it seems easy to push the easy button, the hardest action thing that you will do is taking no action. I'm going to read a quick excerpt from a book called Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And this is by Nick Murray. This is a fantastic book for those of you that have not read it. I highly encourage it. I want to read just a little bit. It won't take very long. The front of this book has a very, very, very large mature tree on the front. And what he says early on in this book, he says, now, Before you read on, I'd like you to close this book for a few moments and look at the image on the front cover. I'll wait here for you. He goes on to say, welcome back. Yes, that's right. It's a tree. It's not the imposing facade of the New York Stock Exchange or a computer screen full of streaming data or a frenzied trading floor or anything like that. It's a tree. You plant it in the earth and the wonderful force of nature causes it to take root and grow. You don't have to do much with it. The air and the water and the nutrients it needs are all around the tree, and it knows how to use them. You don't dig it up every 90 days to check on its progress. Nothing much will have changed in that brief time, and you might harm the tree. You don't uproot the tree and store it in your garage over the winter to protect it from your regard as bad weather. Though it leaves fall and it stops growing for a season, The tree itself does not die, and even leafless, it is still producing oxygen, without which you and I could not live. Give the tree enough room, enough light, and enough time, then leave it pretty much alone, and it will give you back air and shade and beauty as it grows, and it will go on doing so for your children after you're gone. That's what investing is like. If you let it be, wealth is no less organic than that tree. The growth of wealth an equity fund is no less a force of nature. So here's my last tip on how to read this book. Take it outside, go sit under a tree, read it slowly, read it well, know that time and nature are on your side, and know that it is a friend who is writing to you. I could not agree more about the way that planting a tree and nurturing it and, and and watching it grow is a fantastic par- parallel to investing. You nurture your investments in times of need, pour some additional water on it. Make sure that it's well watered. Maybe you turn on dividend reinvestment. When the market is down, maybe you do a Roth conversion. Maybe you put some fertilizer on it. But pushing the easy button to sell out is like uprooting your tree, putting it in the garage where you might perceive it safe because it has a roof over its head and actually you're doing more harm. It doesn't have the nutrients, doesn't have the air, doesn't have the rain and the water that it needs to survive and thrive. So as you think about these uncertain times and these turbulent times, think about your investments as a tree. And how would you go about nurturing that tree so it can continue to grow and provide for your family and your kids' kids and a legacy for those to remember you by? Whether you need that in the next 10 or 15 years or you need it in the next 50 or 60 years, you know, if you're younger. I just wanted to kind of share some perspective about how to think about investing in these turbulent times how to zoom out, realize where we've been, where we are now. With that said, stay the course, create the life you love.
0: Thank you for joining us on What The Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.